0: hello and welcome to call to action a school sisters of notre dame central pacific podcast hello and welcome to our special bonus episode Celebrating the School Sisters of Notre Dame Central Pacific Province 10th anniversary. So this is very exciting and a wonderful time of celebration and reflection. And we brought in our provincial leader, Sister Deb Siano, to explain sort of what the 10th anniversary means and how four provinces back 10 years ago came together. So please enjoy and happy 10th anniversary to all of the School Sisters of Notre Dame, Central Pacific Province. If you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name
1: is Sister Deborah Ciano and I'm the provincial leader for the Central Pacific Province of the School Sisters of Notre Dame. And basically I work with um, six other women on the provincial council and we um, oversee the province, um, which includes about 800 sisters, and we have a great number of wonderful staff um, who work with us, and also many others who partner with us in our in our ministry and our mission.
0: Awesome, thank you. So mm-hmm. this is the special 10th anniversary episode. So for people who don't know what that is, we're celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Central Pacific Province. So we could start just by talking about what is the Central Pacific province? Why do we call it that? I don't know if people have heard that word thrown around, and if they know what it means, if they don't, but we'll just start there.
1: So the Central Pacific province really um, began, as you said, 10 years ago, and um, we began bringing four other provinces together. And so at that time, we had the Milwaukee, Dallas, St. Louis, and Mankato, Minnesota provinces that um, were reconfigured into one and so that really at the time there were a great number of provinces across the entire congregation of the school sisters of Notre Dame, but we were seeing that there was a need to to kind of um, pull together our resources as much as we could because of our even though we were still large in number. Um, We had aging members and um, less people able to be in leadership positions or um, community service kinds of positions. And so we were thinking, how can we do this better? How can we share our resources better across the provinces and be more of a support and work in collaboration with one another? So that's why we began this whole process Actually, it was well before 10 years ago, because it took several years to come together as um, as the new province.
0: Awesome. And can you explain a little bit of the history behind each of the four provinces, what they were, um, and then why it was chosen that those four would come together?
1: So, um, actually, with the four provinces, it really began with three provinces in dialogue. So this was back in um, the early 2000s. Um, the three then provincial leaders for the St. Louis, Dallas, and Milwaukee provinces. Um, the story is that they met together on a porch in Chattawa, Mississippi, at, at St. Mary of the Pines. They were sitting in rocking chairs, and as they sat on the rocking chairs, they thought um and shared among each other what can we do to uh, work better together how can we make this happen so that was the first conversation and as they they spoke and then shared with their councils um you know all of us began to talk and i at that time i was a provincial counselor in the Milwaukee province um we began to talk about what can we do you know to bring us together and work better together and so with that um we started having meetings of all kinds, trying to introduce sisters to one another, Uh, we got a facilitator to help us, you know, to look at what can we do and and what was the best way to to really share those resources. So as we looked at this, we realized probably the best thing to do would be to work towards creating a new province and having less leaders and, um, and more ways of interacting. So then, shortly thereafter, we also were able to invite the Mankato province to join us in this in this work and and trying to create the new province. Um, Looking at the four, so we had the St. Louis province, which basically, you know, where St. Louis is in Missouri, but it covered um, many of the, the southern states, but also California and they were tied very closely as well with the region at that time region of japan which also included nepal <laughs> that was one of the missions of japan so you had that great connection they covered many states the dallas province which originated actually as an offshoot of the st louis province so there's lots of connections on our histories but they they too much of the south so we're looking at um mississippi in Louisiana, and Texas, and so many other states in the south that that comprise the the Dallas province. Um, And then the Milwaukee province, uh, which really was Wisconsin, as well as Michigan, Ohio, Indiana. And we had uh, in the Milwaukee area, the region of Guam, which eventually then became a part of the province of, of Milwaukee. And then Mankato, um, who came in later, they um, mostly, Mankato is Minnesota area, North Dakota, Iowa, and they had great connection actually with Africa, with Central America, as did many of our sisters who did missionary work. So we were connected all over the world, to be honest, but really branched out from Ohio all the way to California, Texas up to North Dakota. And then add to that, of course, Guam, Japan, Nepal, and then sisters, individual sisters who are serving um, also in actually Africa
0: and Rome and other places. Awesome. Thank you. And what were some of the the challenges um, to overcome when joining the four different provinces?
1: You know, it was a challenge because every one of us was autonomous, right? We all had our ways of doing things. We had our own kinds of governance. We had our own cultures, you know, even, and not just cultures in terms of nationalities, but the ways that we did things. Um, There's a big difference. If you look at the United States itself, a big difference in how we do things in the Midwest versus the West Coast or the South or the East Coast, right? So even that whole piece, um, the history, you know, how it it was created, um, how we lived out the mission of SSND, all of those pieces were unique to each one of us. So to kind of um, learn other cultures and learn different ways of living, um, living out our vowed life. And, you know, we all have the same constitution, which is called You Are Sent. And that's for the SSND congregation, right? But it's interesting to me and many meetings that I've been to over the years, not just in the United States, but throughout the international congregation, we all have the same constitution and the same words, basically, a little difference in some translations of different languages. But the way we live it out is unique to where we are and and how we do that. So so we learned that. We learned that there were, um, even though we had many things in common, There was so much diversity. And how do you let go of what you knew? Not totally, but enough so that you could kind of create something new together with the others. That was a a real challenge. It was a gift, but it was also hard to let go, too.
0: Thank you. Welcome. Um, And can you talk about how you handled this shift as being a leader and what lessons everyone learned from that?
1: I think for um, for me um, as a leader, and just so you know that, um, in the midst of all of this, as we began the conversations of coming together as the four provinces, I became a provincial, the provincial leader for the Milwaukee province at that time, and that was back in two thousand five. So I was actually provincial leader there, two thousand five to two thousand eleven, which is when the new province happened. So I have come with that experience. And then now, obviously, now provincial of the Central Pacific province. So at that time, working together, I think that we learned how important it was um, to to collaborate and to do whatever we did very carefully, to do it by including the sisters in everything. You know, we had meetings all the time, and, and process is very important for us, right? So we don't just make decisions top down. We included the sisters in everything that we did. We really like a discernment process. We had all kinds of of meetings where we did creative kinds of renderings of what could this look like of creating this new province together? What does that really mean for us? What are our goals, our dreams, our hopes? And and we did it um, carefully and we took our time. We included staff, all our employees were a part of this, associates were a part of this, um, our ministries. So I think that that inclusion and participation, very vital for us, dialogue always is very important for us. So I would say the way we did it, taking our time with it, having the facilitation um, of somebody from the outside so that it wasn't just the leaders running it, but it was others helping us, guiding us through it. All of those were key learnings for us. Um, but mostly it's how how we can help each other, how we can collaborate together, um, and and always willing, being willing to learn new ways to do things and, and ways to be for each other. Um, but challenges, you know, the challenge is certainly not just learning, but letting go <laughs> and and not um being in charge necessarily, that it's um we do it together. Um and trying to envision something that's unique you know that's that's a real challenge to do that and by the way we did all this while we were still all of us leading our provinces in regular the regular work right so it was like almost having two different ministries at the same time we used to say that we used to call it with the four provinces coming together the quad provinces so it was quading became a term that we used uh, so if you would say that term now to any of the sisters in the in the Central Pacific, they'd know what Quadi meant, you know, so it was for us, it was just an ordinary part of our lives. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So just to talk about how this is a celebration and it is a big deal and it is exciting. So what does this celebration mean to you and what does it mean to the sisters of the Central Pacific province?
1: I'm excited about the fact that you know we have come 10 years down the road and and one of the goals that we had initially was getting to know each other better across the province and that's been a, that's been a real difficult piece too and I want to name that as a challenge it's it's a blessing that we are um so broad you know and that we have so much richness to share with each other but it's also a challenge because of the the geographic expanse of this province you know, how do you bring sisters together? And and so many of the sisters who are older that maybe wouldn't be able to travel as much and that kind of thing. In a strange sort of way, as much as all of us are um, are sick of this whole pandemic, right? And, and really feeling restrained and not being able to travel. It's also been, there's been a blessing in that because we found new creative ways to reach out to each other and to use technology you know to come together in ways we never anticipated and that kind of has helped us in this province because I'll give you an example um having this year even our jubilee celebration every year we have a reflection day for the jubilarians for the past 9 years we had four different reflection days in four parts of the province for the jubilarians this year in, in 2021 January we had one day using um, technology it was online and all the jubilarians who were able to came together and were able to be together for the first time that across the province we're going to do the same with the celebration obviously we would prefer to be in person with one another and celebrate that way but you know using technology we're all going to be able to celebrate (laughs) online you know using live streaming and, and video conferencing and to to have that opportunity So as much as it's a challenge, we're growing in in getting to know each other, working on committees together, um, celebrations like this, um, other kinds of, and and not just with our province, but with the Atlantic Midwest province, and even across the congregation, and with other congregations, you know, so we're doing a lot of that. So I'm excited about the growth in that. I'm excited about how we've collaborated um, together. I'm excited about well as as hard as it is one of the things that we've been charged with in our leadership is moving forward our agreement to divest of our properties so that we can continue to live out our mission and and recognizing we can't we can't keep these properties going any longer because because of our aging membership it's they're just too big for us you know and that kind of thing but how we're doing it again with the input of the sisters and um the beauty of each one being willing to say as much as we love these properties which are a part of our history you know we will we will let go of them to move into the future together and and do what's best um for the care of our sisters as well as to live out our mission in unique new ways all of that uh, I, that gives me hope that we're willing if we can live, let go of that much um in so many ways over these years just think of what the new opportunities will be and how we can reach out in in new ways in the future awesome
0: thank you oh so my last question and you just started to touch on this but what does the future of the central pacific province look like
1: yeah it i think um there are so many things that are are on the horizon for us and i just think about um you know recently when we just just divested of our property in Chattanooga, Mississippi. Um, you know, we had been there 145 years, I believe. And the sisters moved to a new place in Covington, Louisiana. And they, this is an example. So now they're living in a place that's run by the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And they're living, um, you know, yes, we have sisters in different apartments and different situations depending on their need for care, but they also are interacting every day with all the other residents who are there, men and women um, who live there. They create community in new ways with them. You know, in the Milwaukee area, we're in the midst of of selling the property at Notre Dame of Elm Grove. And we will be part of um, a new endeavor at Mount Mary University, where we will have an opportunity to not only have our sisters live there and also have other seniors there, but to interact with Young uh, mothers who are students and their and their children, and the students are at the university at Mount Mary, um, so it's intergenerational, you know. And to have that ability to be present there and to interact and, and just find new ways of of sharing our mission and um, and really celebrating. So I think those kinds of things and and the same kinds of things we're looking at at our other our other um, campuses and just. Unique ways again to collaborate. So I just see a lot of hopeful, hopeful things in the on the horizon for us. Um, and who knows what will happen with the Atlantic Midwest in the future? We keep doing more and more together, and you know we'll see where that goes. I can't imagine right now that it'd be one province. That's going to take a while, you know. But but I think working together is a real gift for us, um, and just realizing that we are an international congregation, and that we're becoming more intercultural as well and, and again learning from one another and um the sky's the limit. The sky is the limit and and how we include so many others who aren't sisters but are touched by by the mission that began so long ago. Thank you.
0: Well congratulations to you and all the sisters on this 10-year anniversary. Um, I've seen all the work that the committee has put in for the celebration too and um I loved the the imagery that you wrote about in Connections, about the, the four flames becoming one flame. Um, and I think that is just such a beautiful uh, image to reflect on when when thinking about this 10th anniversary. So
1: all the best. Thank you, Emily. It's re- it's really been a pleasure. And um, yeah, it's, it's like this gift that has been unwrapping, you know, throughout these years. And it's just wonderful to see. And I look forward to, to see how it uh, continues to, to unfold as we go forward. So thank definitely. you for being a part of us. You are a big part yes. of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, that's all, that's all I have for you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about the School Sisters of Notre Dame, Central Pacific Province, visit our website at www.ssndcp.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or listen on Spotify. Thanks so much for your support and have a wonderful day.